Peace, family. Happy Sunday. Welcome back to season two, episode four. Shout out to new listeners in Finland. Shout out to every listener and supporter. Thank you to everyone who has spread the word, shared a post, cultivated hard conversations. I'm fulfilled and it's my purpose to heal the black community and break generational curses one episode at a time. Keep in mind that this is not your traditional podcast. It's not going to be politically correct. Nevertheless, let's get it. Hey y'all, it's your girl, Queen Smoke. Many of you may be wondering why I chose a podcast as my platform. To keep it real with you, I don't want to be looked at. I want to be listened to. I know that if I can get into your mind, that I got your attention. Now, I'm going to need all the bitches, all the niggas, and all the bitch niggas to leave the building. Because it's time to air it the fuck out. This week, we're going to talk about the importance of knowing your worth in 2023 and how it affects the black community when you don't. This week's co-host, we have Ray Ray and Victor Douglas. I just thank you guys for joining me in this conversation of worth and worthiness and knowing your self-worth. And we're going to just get started with worth. The definition, worth is defined as the quality that provides something desirable, valuable, or useful. If you say that someone is worthy, they deserve it because they have the qualities or abilities required. Worthiness is defined as the quality of being good enough the quality of deserving attention and respect. Self-worth is the internal sense of being good enough and worthy of love and belonging from others. Self-worth is often confused with self-esteem, which relies on external factors such as successes and achievements to define worth and can often be inconsistent, leading to someone struggling with feeling worthy. First things first, who taught you your worth? Well, I taught myself about my worth. Because um, coming from a home where I was considered a black sheep, right, I felt like I was no good, right? Mm-hmm. But like mingling with with status and opportunities where I have to portray my my integrity in the sense of like being in the midst of people's property and possessions and it's like up to you to watch it and make sure that it's good Mm -hmm. and then you could see yourself having those like being responsible for something you know and then you in in, within yourself you know like i have integrity because when you talk about self-worth it has to do with it a lot but Mm -hmm. majorly it's your characteristic right Mm -hmm. so for me the answer is i taught myself uh, self-worth and Ray, what about you I guess I would say self-worth started like in the church before I even really knew it, going to church and they teach you about God and stuff and like you're valuable even if you, you know, sin and you did the most horrible sin like murder or you know what I mean, fatricide, kill your brother and stuff like that, that God still values you. So I feel like worth right there, it was instilled to me in the church in the beginning and then growing up with both parents, luckily I was, you know, I would have both parents, my mom and my dad both was like, you matter, you know what I mean? They told me I ain't better than nobody. You got to still establish yourself and make yourself out there. But they always told me that you matter, you're beautiful. Looks don't matter because people can be, you know, beautiful with the most horrible attitude. So I feel like outside of the church and like my grandparents teaching me and having me go to school, I mean, Sunday school and every Sunday service, I feel like that's where it came from. I think for me, same thing. My worth was spiritual at first you know that you're worth it more than what life has to offer it's going to be a place for you if you live your life with a, with a conscious mind a conscious you know um 
thoughts, conscious body, that you will be rewarded in afterlife. You know, like you said, blessed to have a two-parent home. My parents, they actually taught me what not to accept, but I learned my worth from their not knowing theirs, in a sense, letting a lot of people, I guess, disown them, walk over them, cast like stones at them, put disrespect on their name, just allowing it from the same people over and over and over. And I knew as a child that I would not tolerate disrespect. I would not tolerate the same um, things. I wouldn't, you know, I would have boundaries. So my worth was just from paying attention to the world around me, paying attention to what people accepted. At times in my life, I did not know my worth, accepted a lot of things. But I think for the most part of the majority of my life, I have known my worth because I, I put myself on a high pedestal in regards to what I would accept in my life, what I don't, down to family, who I'm going to accept and who I'm, what I won't tolerate or accept, you know, and that's knowing what you stand for and knowing what you won't tolerate in your life. Yeah. I was listening to the radio the other day, and two of the hosts were talking about how our world is shifting towards the negative. They mentioned how toxicity is becoming normalized and that if anyone practices joy or kindness, people kind of turn their nose up at them in a way of like, why are you so happy? Or you think you're better than me? So I got my wheels turning and I started thinking like I can exactly see what they mean because it plays out in our community daily. Has there ever been a time that you had to suppress your happiness or your excitement or your good mood in order to keep the ones around you comfortable? That is that is such an amazing question because I kind of relate. You know, it, it mostly happens in a place of work. You know, like you, you get encounters like that where you kind of feel happy that day. You know, you're at work. It's a good day. You know, you're going home at five. You know, you're going to have a drink, whatever. You're thinking about some shit you're about to do after work, a movie or whatever. Your girl is coming over. Your boy is coming. Whatever. And so you're just having this whole vibe at work. And it's like you're treating customers super nice, right? And you're having a great day at work. And all of a sudden, some supervisor is like, can you tone it down a little bit? Mm. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, you just want to punch the shit out of that motherfucker right there. But it's like, I can't. We're at work, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to, like, think about it. And, mm, okay, thank you. I'm going to think about it. Yeah, I'm sorry about it. But that's that's... That's a stereotype. That's a profile. I don't know if that relates to the question, but most times you just have to turn your volume down at work just to feed in the system so that you don't get fired. And you talk about dial down. I think a lot of black people got to dial down in life, yeah. especially when you live in a community where it's like really a lot of um, oppression and depression and struggle. If you get good news or you get good, you know, you can't really brag about it or speak on it because you become a target in the hood. You know what I mean? Yeah. But this is different levels in corporate. If a black like black people can't, a lot of us can't get along with one another. But like yeah, I said, not I, just black folks. Like even as a black man working in a surrounding with white people, mm -hmm. you get to feel segregated a lot. Because mm -hmm. I have worked at a spot where they told me that I'm being too nice mm -hmm. to the staff members. And I'm like, what do you mean? I will report you. He knew I could report him. He knew he was being racist. But all he was, all he, he hated was just my energy. Mm -hmm. 
the way I interacted and had everybody at my beck and call at work. You get me? But he felt like he was above me and he could do shit about it. So that's why I felt it firsthand. So I, I could relate to that question, you know. Ray Ray, has there ever been a time that you had to suppress your happiness, excitement, or good mood in order to keep someone around you comfortable? Absolutely not. I'm mm. the type of person that I uh, live through my emotions. <laughs> and my mom taught me that you could just feel everything. You don't have to just, you know what I mean, not feel it because it makes somebody uncomfortable. She always taught me to be myself no matter what. If they don't like you, then that's them. But I would say that I guess in certain ways, like at school or, you know what I mean, like, I would do that because I don't want nobody to be like, oh, she thinks she better than this, you know? Like, I remember one time I got uh, the best grade in my English, you know, because I worked hard. Mm-hmm. I always had trouble reading, writing. I feel like I was dyslexic in a way, you know what I mean? Back then, of course, they don't diagnose it. But finally, I'm like, I take the time to effort. I got, like, I think a 92, you know, and everybody else is like, oh, what? And I never told them. The teacher did. Like, oh, Andrea got the highest score. And she looked at me, Andrea. You know what I mean? Like, her. Like, you know what I mean? So, for me, I'm like, yes, I did. <laughs> like, you know, but... I guess in that way, I'm like, I don't want people to be like, oh, teacher's pet or, you know what I mean? I don't want to have that, I guess, stigma on me. So I would like suppress it, even though I'm like, I'm happy. I worked hard. My hard work paid off. I could definitely relate because me, I always strive for the best grades. And like you said, especially when you black, you don't want to get that that label of like the brainiac or corny or like lame. Who does? But as I got older, like I wanted to celebrate all my successes all my hard work so i always like you know celebrated myself out loud but i had you know suppressed that at a time because you just want people around you to feel good you don't want to shift the mood on account of yourself but you know as you grow into being an adult you realize that everybody's responsible for their own emotions and it has nothing to do with you so i feel like that definitely comes into play what determines self-worth oh me Mm -hmm. okay um self worth what determines yourself what i think um your character like i said earlier um your temper the way you respond to aggression and unfortunate events because sometimes it's not the plan of it, nobody wakes up and say oh let me have a fucked up day <laughs> right, right right shit just happens most times mm-hmm. and then it's like how do you respond to that right that's how we could tell that that's how you could tell and because we have to have this self-reflection most times Mm -hmm. and am i who am i like what am i up to what can i be up to right and you find out a lot of times that you discover a few things new about yourself when you do this self-reflecting moment so my point there is um like what defines your 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 integrity you know what how how do you respond your behavior your manner of approach to situations you know your temperament also you should check that out you know but yeah that's um just a few of many you know thank you rere what do you think is what do you think determines self-worth i think it's like you say, something that's personal, like how William said, is like self-esteem is worth for yourself. I guess nobody can determine it but you. But I don't know, you can either feel down in the dumps or look at life, you know, the glass empty half full or the glass half full, that's how I see it. So I feel like you can either walk around, you know, feeling bad for yourself, down and out in the dumps, always playing victim, or you could do something about being a victim. 
or being victimized, not becoming the bully, you know, but doing something about it. Like I'm tired of being the victim. So I'm trying to do something, take the steps to do better. And I also think with self-worth, it all starts, everything starts at home. That's a message that I always try to say because everything does start at home. When children have been brought up in a tumultuous household and or environment, their self-worth will suffer. They'll be accepting scraps their whole lives if they don't know any better. I feel like the household, you know, ideally you would want a mother and father, but that's not reality for a lot of homes. Some are headed, most are headed by single mothers, black single mothers. A lot are headed by black single fathers, some, you know, blended families. Whatever the case is, the structure, the discipline, the morals, the value, the moral compass and the values need to be set in the household in order for a child to go into the world with a conscience. That's why it's so important to, when you value yourself, you can value others. You know what I mean? When you value yourself, you can value others. What advice can you offer any black man, woman, or child that may be struggling with their self-worth? Um, just believe in yourself. Keep going. Keep falling. But always stand up when you fall because nobody's going to come back and try to pick you up. And most times when they come back and pick you up, they try to make a name out of that little sacrifice they make. So you don't want to be an uh, like... Secondary, you know, I want to use a lot of profanities here, but I, I'm just giving it light on this podcast, you know, because you don't want to be a butt liquor, basically. You feel me? Because I don't want to, I don't want to suck your ass, bro. I want to, I want to be me. I want to be independent, you know. I want to be able to like get my own stuff. You want to show me the way. Don't, don't keep giving me little by little and one it's a red flag when you have a friend and you ask them for an opportunity and they refuse to show you that's a big red flag you should desist from those so watch the people you hang out with right believe in yourself trust yourself avoid negative energy avoid them when it comes to making money you can't avoid them for so long you have to tolerate now okay because now you're never going to be rich if you keep avoiding everybody you get me. So for you to develop who you are, you have to deal with people. You have to be a tortoise in the storybooks because he's always a smart guy. I don't know. Who's the smartest animal in the story? I don't know. Ray Ray. Oh, Lord. What if, <laughs> I don't know, honestly. It's what advice hair. could you the offer? Tortoise. The tortoise in the area. Yeah, the tortoise. Yeah, I think he's always the smartest Yeah, race. slow and steady wins the race. Want to sit up here and chat with people and you know and yeah. hey i got time and i'm like you know he look oh the door is up there he won. yeah what advice you, Ray, Ray, would you Show offer like, a black man woman or child that may be struggling with self-worth i agree with what victor said do what you want if i don't like it because you only get one life to live and at the end of the day like he said, when you're old and gray and you looking back, you don't want to have no regrets. Like, man, I should have did this. I should have did that. Because I feel like a lot of us have regrets, like, as from, I say, like, when we get in our 20s, you know, like our school years, I feel like we have regrets. Because if I can go back, it's a lot of shit I would have did different. Slap bitches, all that. You know what I mean? <laughs> For real. So I feel like 
you gotta just if you love yourself it could be the most ugliest person in the world you know ugly at heart i mean not ugly at heart but ugly in physical looks and they got the most beautiful heart and people love them be like dang they ugly but hey they you know they're a beautiful person so i feel like if you know that you have that self-worth and you know that you uphold your values and your morals then that's all you can do and the people that's not meant for you they just won't be for you you know what i mean even if you even if it's not even a relationship a friend oh i love this friend so much and we have so much history sometimes that's got where you got to leave it history you know but if you have that self-worth and you have that value within yourself and it's not easy you have to build it even if you're looking in the mirror every day telling yourself okay you got this you know giving yourself daily affirmations i feel like it's slow steps to build a bigger you because if you've never been taught it or if you never know you know then it's going to be just more sadness evil in the world but if you can maintain like okay i deserve this i'm deserving i feel like a lot of people feel like they're not deserving that's where their self-worth you know well I never had this, so nobody loved me. You know what I mean? So I feel like if you know that you're deserving and you just make that effort to try to get better and do better, that's what I did day by day. It's day by day. You know what I mean? You got to just take it day by day. And pretty soon before you know it, you'll be like, dang, looking back on the memories, Facebook or social media, you know, like three years ago today, you'll see it. Like, dang, I was sad then, but look, I'm happy now. So yeah. if you just invest in yourself and take that time, then you know what I mean? You can build it up. It's not easy. You just got to have that willpower. And I think for a lot of black people, especially children, you were never taught how to be selfish. You were never taught how to pour into yourself, especially me being the first born, the first in a lot of things. I was never taught how to take care of me first. It was always everybody else. So almost I didn't get the lesson until I was 30 that you do matter, that you do come first. And how can you pour from an empty cup? Sometimes we, we complain about how exhausted we are, but when help comes, we want to critique the help. We want to, you know what I mean? We'll take the help, but only if you do it our way. You know what I mean? So in order to truly be relieved and to feel at ease, you have to admit when you need help, admit when you're struggling, admit when you're drowning, admit when you're not mentally sane. Cause how to deny, I heard the most profound statement last week. It was from a therapist, a black therapist. She said, you either handle your stuff that you're going through or your stuff is gonna handle you. Mm. Simple, handle your stuff or your stuff is gonna handle you. Took me a second, I had to rewind it. I was watching some show, you know, Fatal Attraction, I believe. But it just stuck out to me because I'm like, that's true. When we talk about these murders and these, you know, the killing of black black on black crime is starting to be interpersonal in the household. It's starting to be domestic, man on man, woman on woman, woman on man, man on his woman. These dynamics, kids on parents, parents on kids. Everybody's so overwhelmed in our community because of that lack of self-worth. You got to know thyself. You got to know who God is. You got to know that you're a part of his creation. You got to know that you are his creation. You got to know that you are God. You have to know these things. When you have a mentality of you are royalty, you you don't want to fuck up nothing. You don't want to mess up the world. You want to add to the fruitfulness. You want to add to the sunshine. You want to add to the brilliance and the, and you know what I mean? You want to add to the peace in the world when you're a good person, when you feel well about yourself. When you don't feel good about yourself, you want to fuck it all up. At what cost, you don't care. When we talk about feeling worthless, it's defined as having no real value or use. If you say that someone is worthless, it's considered to have no good qualities or skills. How does the lack of self-worth show up in black men? Um, the lack of self-worth, true, like not being um, responsible for their actions. Mm. Does that mm. make sense? Yeah, perfect sense. Can you elaborate and being on that angry? Ray, Ray, what do you have to say? <laughs> no, I was going to just say that because uh, I feel like it's being it like how uh, Victor Douglas said, you know, 
say if it's an argument, somebody can have the, what is it, like the sense enough to walk away and the self-control, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas another young black gentleman would be like, no, fuck that. Like, because I understand that as a black female, a black woman, even today, just somebody, I feel like they cut me off, you know what I mean? Because I'm in internal lane and she just turned right in front of me, but I went as far as to like walk across the street, you know what I mean? But I had to realize it's not worth it. Like, you got to just let it go. For me, if I didn't have self-worth, I'd be like, why should I care about her? I don't care about myself. So I went over there and probably started a scene, walked through the car wash, you know what I mean, and made a scene. But I feel like self-worth is the thing that stops you. Like, no, I'm better than this. You know what I mean? People don't feel that. People don't realize that. And that's what Queen Smoke had to teach me. Like, people don't feel the need of, I'm better than this, or this is not worth my time. I don't have to dig through everybody's garbage, you know? And some people don't. They be like, I'm going to dig through everybody's garbage. I don't care. I got family members that do that. You know what I mean? So it's like... I feel like that's like the line. If you don't care, if you don't have no self-worth, you ain't gonna care about nobody else. If you don't care about yourself, so it's like you just a hazard on the street. When we be watching the high speed chases, that's you. You trying to get through all the cars and you don't care because you don't care about yourself. You don't care you don't care what happens to you. So why should you care about what happens to anybody else? Mm. And we just talking about the lack of self-worth, the lack of if a black man feels like he has no real value or use, I feel like he's gonna take whatever is bottled up and just wreck havoc on his community wreck havoc on his family. You know what I mean? That That's what you get when a lot of black men or a lot of black people say that they're fighting demons, you know? It's a lot of unresolved trauma, a lot of current issues, a lot of financial issues, emotional, so much to unpack, like I said, all wrapped up in the DNA, the, the generational trauma, the historical trauma, you know what I mean? So I feel like black men, it shows up in their ability to take black women's lives every 4.8 hours. I feel like the lack of self-worth in black men shows up in their ability to choose money over their families, to choose prison over their families, to choose the streets and people that don't matter over their families. I feel like it shows up in the lack of quality of care, drinking and smoking to no avail, like no self-care. A guy looked at me one time and said, I'm going to shoot you and go to the pen. I don't give a fuck. Like, He's telling me that he's ready to go. To, I'm going to spend my life in jail because of you. And he don't even know me. Mm. Mm. You know how crazy that is? Right. That's what that I'm he's saying. he's ready to die and go to For you. Like, just, uh, right. I mean, get arrested. It's no self-worth. The lack of self worth. He don't care about himself, so he went, I'm gonna go to prison for the rest of my life over you, and, a stranger. And it wasn't like I showed him a gun or anything. How this all started? The whole shit started with the whole staring competition. What you looking at, nigga? Mm. Right. That was the start of, and, and right. it wasn't for nothing. And I, and I was good with my composure. That's why we didn't get it into like we didn't get into a mm. BS fight because I walked away. Right, right. And it shows up in your willingness to die. For nothing. For nothing. You know why you walked away? Because you got self-worth. I just... Right. Even though he said, oh, I'll go to prison. You like, I ain't even worth going to prison for, bro. bro. Like, go on and let it go. I ain't dying tonight. Man, that's powerful. That's crazy. How does the lack of self-worth show up in black women? I'm going to let Riri go first since she is the black woman. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no, but you can say it from your perspective of right, seeing right. the black women. Yes. And you've seen a lot. Yes. For me, I would say like um, the lack of self worth. Correct, mm-hmm. that's the question. I would say that like in my family, I see it as like at first you see I'm not gonna lie, they have the confidence. You know, in their younger years, as they get older, it's kind of like they kind of confidence dwindles, so they don't really have self worth, like or they value their self worth off of what other people think about them. You know, which is what you said. I think the self respect or something. Mm-hmm. So I would say like 
you see when they argue or when I notice that when people, well, people of color, I notice that when they kind of get into an argument or get loud, they don't even have to be arguing. They could just get loud or raise their voice. People automatically, you know, oh, what's going on? So we have that self-worth. A, the person with self-worth, the woman, she's going to stop. Okay, it's not worth it. It's not worth my time. B, she's going to push it to the limit. She knows she wronged 10 minutes ago. She's going to just do it to aggravate you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When you see him out there busting windows and, and, and going to the girl's house that they're cheating on instead of addressing their man and, and trying to run their man over, shit like that. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, I don't care what you're talking about. It's like they don't have self-worth, so it's like they or they put their self-worth depending on the man, you know? He cheated on me, so that means I'm no good. I'm the problem. So I feel like that's the lack of, what is it, the lack thereof? Like, you got to show some restraint. If you have some self-worth and some value to yourself, you will have some restraint. But when you see him out there just running amok and, like, the situation you said you got into when the girl just came to your door and tried to open it and her boyfriend had an, oh, man, I'm sorry about, you know what I mean, her behavior, stuff like that. When they got to apologize, I'm sorry about her behavior. Oh, man, or like my cousin. They be like, oh, that's just her. Oh, I'm sorry she did this. Instead of holding her accountable for her having self-worth, she didn't. You know what I mean? And it just sucks. It shows out through their behavior, through their parenting. You know what I mean? Their their children start to do that. It's like you got to, if you don't have it, how are you going to give it to your kids to have? You know, you can't give it to nobody if you don't have it. I feel like definitely the lack of self-worth in black women comes from just not valuing their bodies not valuing who they create life with because I feel like accountability starts with the womb. So I feel like if you're out here and just having a baby with somebody that you don't know, you know the sneaky link ain't going nowhere, but you still choose to pursue life. Everything that you get, my friend made a post the other day. She said that a lot of you don't realize that your children are your karma. And I feel like knowing your situation, knowing your circumstances and still choosing to pursue life, I don't even care if you was in a mansion. But if you know that you can't give your child an adequate family because a lot of it is based on attitude and the lack of self-worth of not even having a father yourself so you feel like it's not important, that's a lack of self-worth because why would you want your child to lack what you didn't have? If you have somebody willing, a man willing to be there for his seed and you deny that, that's a lack of self-worth for you and your seed because you created another curse of a fatherless child. I feel like a lot of black women want the control. They Like like Ray Ray said, they lack the emotional regulation that it takes to be mothers, that it takes to be wives or even in relationship with men. If you lack that, it's like mama is a child raising children. I'm toxic. That glorification of that nasty culture. It's babies. You know, people love to say it's just entertainment and you got to, I'm not, it's not up to me to raise your child. That's on you. But if it's like every, every baby has a tablet and, and children are so malleable to be shaped and pulled and, you know, their minds shifted and shake, why even put it out there? Why even be a contributor to that? Why even give, why even show grown women that, oh, this is how you should live your life or to trick men out? Why don't you want a woman to be classy like Lauren Hill taught me or like NDRE taught me? Which leads to my next question. How does this affect our black children? I mean, um, it affects black children in a lot of ways, you know, because it's hereditary, you know. It comes from the father or rather the great-great-grandfather and then passes on to the present um, generation. I'm sorry, I don't want to cut you off, but that's what I was saying when I meant family tides. That accountability starts with the womb because if you just laying down with a man because he's cute or he have a lot of money, you don't know nothing about his grandfather, his forefathers, what you just mentioned, Victor. That's a deep point because people don't know. They don't have the conversations of this autism running your family. It's mental, it's mental, mental illness in your family. Addiction, you know what I mean? It's because by the time they're pregnant, they be what, about three months pregnant and they only know to do for four weeks. 
or well now you know like three you know a week before a month before so it's like they don't really ask those questions and i agree with that because it's something where we watched where her son killed the daughter and she still was in contact with her son and then she had another son you know and she still was like kind of weary that's when she barely became weary but it's like she was on drugs right and the dad she was only like 18 she was on heroin the dad was on drugs as well but also he had mental ill he had bipolar schizophrenic which is what her son ended up having once he got diagnosed you know what i mean but had you known that like you being on drugs intensifies that so y'all both created the kid in that womb you know what i mean to just nine months grow like that you know what i mean bipolar schizophrenic heroin addicts yeah you got clean but it's after the fact so it's like she say if you took the time to get to know that instead of just having that drug relationship yeah you end up getting pregnant but if you would have took that time you i ain't gonna say you could have prevented it but you just mixed that dna you know what i mean so i feel like that's like a major role a major part i feel like with the youth since they're i feel like reality is even though it's reality tv or entertainment this music you know these tv shows yeah. the culture of online and social media when it comes to a young mind even you know young 20s young mid-20s their mind they don't they don't separate that social media that fake false reality that smoke screen from real reality young people trying to look like that young people trying to make money like that they think that life is not important if they don't have this bag or this house or go on this vacation and even the adults are feeling like that so imagine the trauma that it imposes onto the young minds right. if i'm not 16 with this type of car with this type of body with this type of shape i'm nobody if I'm not 19 with these type of women around me, with this type of car, with this type of house, I'm nobody. Because their parents are even chasing that. You see everybody's a TikTok family. Everybody's a social media rising, social media star. Everybody wants their kids in front of the camera because it's like the new hustle. And I'm not knocking nobody. I put, I like everything I see, trust me. But I'm saying it's like everyone's chasing the, the freedom. Everyone's chasing that. A lot of people want to do external work in our community. As long as I look well put together, as long as I look rich, as long as I look like I smell like me, you know what I mean? As long as I look like somebody, I don't have to do that internal work. I don't have to work on those childhood wounds. I don't have to work on those mommy issues. I don't have to work on those daddy issues, those abandonment issues. I could just present myself like a six-figure man or a six-figure woman. I could just present myself with the newest wig and the newest makeup. I could present myself with the nicest rod and the, the flyest woman, fresh foreign woman because i'm showing you that i'm doing well you don't need to know what's on the inside because the outside is like the full package right. do you agree with that 100 percent, 100 percent. i agree with you Nini. like i feel like parents everything starts with how you raise your children mm -hmm. so they don't go through what you've been through moreover a lot of parents want their children to go through the same the same thing mm. that's crazy mm. And I'm like, then what is the essence of you going through that stuff? Not to learn and direct somebody. But it's like mm -hmm. they don't have the technique of teaching their child through their process of the strife, what they've been through, you know. So I encourage every parent, which we're going to be one day, and I hope that it's like I hope we challenge our children, right, to not look at life as a fancy, rosy place, but it's like, look, this is what I've been through, and I want you to follow this path, not because I'm, I want you, it's the best thing for you, right? But what you want to do, but look at where it landed me. Like, I give you a reference mm -hmm. because this child is bound to make mistakes. Mm. 
I agree with that 100%, and I feel like that's what she was just talking about. They always be like, oh, you had a baby younger, you're doing this, or you're lusting, or you're doing that, and you're saying that is sinful, and it's not. I feel like you're absolutely right, because my dad was the one that he told me about stuff, you know what I mean? He'd be like, this is the truth, and this is for what it is. Absolutely, and just, it affects our community as a whole when we don't be honest, when people are not, like you said, Telling them, this is my path. This is what I came from. Because when you get to know your ancestry, when you get to know your DNA, when you get to know your bloodline, when you get to know your family ties, you get to know yourself. So if you're denying any of that, any any truth in your own life, it's going to it's gonna hinder your growth as a person. When you're honest and you can have these community conversations of, you know, I didn't know your father. I didn't know your mother. We didn't care about each other. And I'm sorry, you know, I'm sorry that you feel this way. I did love you. Even though the circumstances and the situation wasn't ideal, I did love you. People don't know that. They just don't get any answers. They just get shunned. They get hushed. They get out. Oh, don't worry about that. But everybody's everybody should know their identity. Everybody should know their life. Everything starts at home, and children are going to mimic what you, whether you're right or wrong. The thing with a lot of black folks, they come down hard on the children because they recognize some of those same behaviors and mannerisms that they had in the past down to their child. It's not positive, so they punish the child. And this may create a compliant child, but for how long? And that goes to show what Douglas said, you know what I mean? He just said that. He said, if you let your, chill, your child know, here's why I don't want you to do this. Because guess what? I did that and that led me down the wrong road. Mm -hmm. If you tell your kid that, they'll understand that more than I said so. Right. Or do I'm it because or do yeah. it because it's the right thing to do. When my dad told me, my dad ain't never told me it's the right thing to do. My mom be like, oh, it's good. And, he, and I go to my dad and he'll explain more. You know what I mean? And it's my dad would tell me like, oh, my dad was in prison. You know what I mean? That's yeah. why I want to do better. You know what yeah. I mean? I want it better for my children. Yeah. And like, I, look, I, I know everybody has a way of like living their life. And this is a big platform. So I, I might just use the opportunity to say, live your life. Mm. You understand me? Live your fucking life because you only have one. Mm. And guess what? It's short. If you don't enjoy it right now, you're going to have regret. So make those silly mistakes and learn from them regrets are not for for fancy they're not your best memories but they're necessary for growth and with those regrets i'm just letting you i'm just saying absolutely and just you know when black children start forming opinions of their own and they express it it's automatically considered disrespect taken as disrespect to the, from the adults in their lives if you're preparing them for a productive life in the real world you're going to have to let them express themselves when they don't value themselves, they won't value anyone or anything else. When they don't value themselves, they won't value anyone or anything else. Well, family, we reached the end of our fourth episode. To get in touch with us, you can email us at officialairstfl at gmail.com. That's officialairstfl at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook at Air at the Fuck Out Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Air at the Fuck Out Podcast. And follow us on TikTok at Air at the Fuck Out Podcast. Remember that we do this for the love, not the likes. We do this for the people, not the paper. It's your girl, Queen Smoke. And it's your boy, Vicu. First of all, thank you so much, Queen Smoke. Um, Y'all follow my podcast as uh, Real Talk Factory. Real Talk Factory on Spotify. And uh, we do the hottest of the top 10 countdown with some of our real life facts, like my lifestyle and all that. But thank you for having me on your podcast today. No problem. It's your girl Ray Ray. Just type in Victor Douglas and he'll be the first one to pop up. Y'all next Thank week. You, it's a wrap.
What advice can you offer any black man, woman, or child that may be struggling with their self-worth? Um, just believe in yourself. Keep going. Keep falling. But always stand up when you fall because nobody's going to come back and try to pick you up. And most times when they come back and pick you up, they try to make a name out of that little sacrifice they make. So you don't want to be an uh, like secondary you know i want to use a lot of profanities here but i i'm just giving it light on this podcast you know because you don't want to be a butt liquor basically you feel me because i don't want to i don't want to suck your ass bro i want to i want to be me i want to be independent you know i want to be able to like get my own stuff you want to show me the way don't don't keep giving me little by little and one it's a red flag when you have a friend and you ask them for an opportunity and they refuse to show you that's a big red flag you should desist from those so watch the people you hang out with right believe in yourself trust yourself avoid negative energy avoid them when it comes to making money you can't avoid them for so long you have to tolerate now okay because now you're never going to be rich if you keep avoiding everybody you get me so for you to develop who you are you have to deal with people you have to be a tortoise in the storybooks because he's always a smart guy i don't know who's the smartest animal in the story i don't know ray ray what if (laughs) i don't know honestly what advice could you offer the tortoise in the area the tortoise yeah i think he's always yeah slow and steady wins the race chat with people and you know and, yeah. hey i got time and i'm like you know he look oh the tortoise up there he won yeah what advice like, would you Show offer like a black man woman or child that may be struggling with self-worth i agree with what victor said do what you want if i don't like it because you only get one life to live and at the end of the day like he said, when you're old and gray and you looking back, you don't want to have no regrets. Like, man, I should have did this. I should have did that. Because I feel like a lot of us have regrets, like, as from, I say, like, when we get in our 20s, you know, like our school years, I feel like we have regrets. Because if I can go back, it's a lot of shit I would have did different. Slap bitches and all that. You know what I mean? <laughs> For real. So I feel like you got to just, if you love yourself, it could be the most ugliest person in the world. You know, ugly at heart. I mean, not ugly at heart, but ugly in physical looks. And they got the most beautiful heart and people love them be like dang they ugly but hey they you know they're a beautiful person so i feel like if you know that you have that self-worth and you know that you uphold your values and your morals then that's all you can do and the people that's not meant for you they just won't be for you you know what i mean even if you even if it's not even a relationship a friend oh i love this friend so much and we have so much history sometimes that's got where you got to leave it history you know but if you have that self-worth and you have that value within yourself and it's not easy you have to build it even if you're looking in the mirror every day, telling yourself, okay, you got this, you know, giving yourself daily affirmations. I feel like it's slow steps to build a bigger you because if you've never been taught it or if you never know, you know, then it's going to be just more sadness, evil in the world. But if you can maintain like, okay, I deserve this. I'm deserving. I feel like a lot of people feel like they're not deserving. That's where their self-worth, you know, well, I never had this, so nobody loved me. You know what I mean? So I feel like if you know that you're deserving and you just make that effort to try to get better and do better that's what i did day by day it's day by day you know what i mean you gotta just take it day by day and pretty soon before you know you'll be like dang looking back on the memories facebook or social media you know like three years ago today you'll see it like dang i was sad then but look i'm happy now so yeah. if you just invest in yourself and take that time then 
You know what I mean? You can build it up. It's not easy. You just got to have that willpower. And I think for a lot of black people, especially children, you were never taught how to be selfish. You were never taught how to pour into yourself, especially me being the first born, the first in a lot of things. I was never taught how to take care of me first. It was always everybody else. So almost I didn't get the lesson until I was 30 that you do matter, that you do come first. And how can you pour from an empty cup? Sometimes we, we complain about how exhausted we are, but when help comes, we want to critique the help. We want to, you know what I mean? We'll take the help, but only if you do it our way. You know what I mean? So in order to truly be relieved and to feel at ease, you have to admit when you need help, admit when you're struggling, admit when you're drowning, admit when you're not mentally sane. Because how to deny... I heard the most profound statement last week. It was from a therapist, a black therapist. She said, you either handle your stuff that you're going through or your stuff is going to handle you. Mm. Simple. Handle your stuff or your stuff is going to handle you. Took me a second. I had to rewind. I was watching some show, you know, Fatal Attraction, I believe. But it just stuck out to me because I'm like, that's true. When we talk about these murders and these, you know, the killing of black black on black crime is starting to be interpersonal in the household. It's starting to be domestic. Man on man, woman on woman, woman on man, man on his woman. These dynamics, kids on parents, parents on kids. Everybody's so overwhelmed in our community because of that lack of self-worth. You got to know thyself. You got to know who God is. You got to know that you're a part of his creation. You got to know that you are his creation. You got to know that you are God. You have to know these things. When you have a mentality of you are royalty, you you don't want to fuck up nothing. You don't want to mess up the world. You want to add to the fruitfulness. You want to add to the sunshine. You want to add to the brilliance and the, and you know what I mean? You want to add to the peace in the world when you're a good person, when you feel well about yourself. When you don't feel good about yourself, you want to fuck it all up. At what cost, you don't care.